Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman joining you on a Wednesday morning, which means it's time for yet another edition of the Rump. What are you doing over there? Shaking Shaking up up that muscle milk. My lunch, basically. Got that muscle milk going. Yeah. You ever try to put muscle milk in strange brew coffee? No, I'm not. No, have you ever done that? Is what I'm saying. No, no. People put milk in their coffee? Yeah, but not not chocolate muscle oh, milk. Oh, it's chocolate. Okay. I didn't know it was chocolate. Jeez. Come on, man. I'm just asking. You ever combine two things you love? Come on, man. You know? I've put uh I've put nacho people who barbecue nachos, right? Nachos and barbecue. Combine two things you love. It's yeah, great. You can't go wrong with that. I agree. I didn't know that that was chocolate milk. This is more just like uh I mean, I need a nutritional pick me up after a good workout. Does it taste like milk? I know. I mean it I mean it chocolate <laughs> It's milk, kind of. Tastes kind of vaguely milky. I, 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 I basically drink it because I don't eat lunch and it has 25 grams of protein, so it keeps me going until tonight when we get to the football building. Well, you'll have your salad. My for... Tuesday night salad. Yeah, I'm, same here. You know, you know where I'm going. It's a tradition. So, I do. Uh, we're, we're glad to be with you <laughs> on Wednesday morning. I mean, our bodies are temples, Brian. we got to take care of these things. We're kind of stuck with them. Mine's like a cathedral. It's, it's big. <laughs> it's expansive. It's like Jerry World. It's very old. It's like Jerry it's just humongous. Where's my retractable roof? Where's all my Where's all my features? Uh, no, you know you're a Giants fan or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's kind of like Oracle Park. It's okay. a It's a big pitcher's park, mm-hmm. but they're going to shrink it, and that's kind of what you're doing right I now. I can only shrink you, so you're, much. You're shrinking. I hear you. So, so. Your, your your walls are moving in. Okay, so I'm going to be more of a pitcher's park, is what you're telling me. Well, okay. it's going to be more of a hitter's park if you move a the hitter's walls park. In. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Why not? I'll go with that. Thanks for listening. Wherever you listen to podcasts, it's supertalk.fm. Trust me, as the losing continues, the tangents will will get worse, I'm sure. The podcast will get worse until morale improves. (laughs) Aren't you just so ready to talk about success? Next Friday on (laughs) Thunder and Lightning, we're going to talk about Mississippi State basketball, both men's and women's. That'll be our full preview show. This will be the bye week, and there'll be no no three-piece. Servicemen and women out there, if you're, we, we do want to thank you. It's just taken us a little longer to get to it than, than normal. Good weekend, evidently, for the servicemen and women across the, uh, the world. They took care of some business. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, I want to thank our sponsor, Strange Brew Coffee House, who we just mentioned. Don't put your muscle milk in your Strange Brew Coffee. That'll be not good. Yeah, I don't think so. Especially like in a blueberry. You don't want to do that, but like yeah. in just regular black coffee. Probably wouldn't want to go chocolate, though. Maybe vanilla. Chocolate, no. They make a vanilla? Do they just yeah. make one that tastes like milk? I mean, I, I always go chocolate. There's actually like a strawberries and cream one or mm. something like that I'm pretty big mm. on. It's actually probably my favorite. I probably like that one better than the chocolate, to be honest. I don't drink these because of taste. I drink these because of nutritional value, and I need something to get me through the middle of the day. You know what I started taking for, some, for nutritional value? What's that? The fish oil. The fish oil tablets. Get your omega-3s in? Well, my, my when I went to the doctor, my cholesterol was very good, but they were like, your good cholesterol is not high enough. So and since I can't convince my wife to go eat an umi every night. This was this was the solution. Doesn't like peanut butter have the good cholesterol in it? I think it does. Yeah, there you go. I can eat, eat a little peanut GIF. butter. I like peanut butter. You like using GIFs? You can eat GIF. Yeah, yeah. That's a big tablet. It's like, it's like the size. It's like half the size of my pinky. So if it was Jackie Sherrill's pinky, then it would. Be- I wouldn't be able to swallow it. That thing would be like he'd <laughs> have to eat it. It'd be like a candy bar. Shout out to EA Sports, by the way. I hope you're hard at work right now Please. as we as we speak. Uh, Please Apparently, college up. athletes can now profit from their likeness. Does yeah. that go into effect like now? No, it, it, I mean it's going to take some. It'll take some time. <laughs> We're not going to get the game tomorrow. I mean, it's coming. Though. 
I mean, PS5 comes out next year. Is that a debut game? That is a possible debut game there. I'm for it. I'm in at that point, yes. Um, I, I, I was not... I'm not a guy that would have went out day one and bought a PS5 because I'm I'm perfectly happy playing the show. But on PS4 now, but if NCAA football is a debut game on PS5, that's that's five hundred dollars or whatever I'm going to spend. I'm in. Yeah. I also want to thank our other sponsors. Strange. Uh, we always thank Strange Roo. Uh, College Corner. Go check them out. Either in Ridgeland over by Fleet Feet or in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or check them out online at collegecornerstore.com. Use the promo code THUNDER or mention this podcast when you make your purchase and get 15% off their expansive selection of Mississippi State uh, logo wear and, of course, all the other stuff you're going to need to look like the ultimate Bulldog fan. This holiday season, get the Bulldog fan in your life what they want. And barring that, you can go to College Corner because what they really want, well, that's sort of in John Cohen's hands at this point. (laughs) But you can make them look good. When you go to collegecornerstore.com or either one of College Corners, two locations. Rep your team through the good and the bad. That's as, right. I, as I sit here and wear my Dolphin hey man. shirt. This just in from ESPN, the Dolphins are terrible. We are now breaking down the deal that sent cornerback Aqib Tlaib from the Rams to the Dolphins. Wait, what? The Dolphins got a good player? The Dolphins gave up something? What just happened? Did you forget how to tank? It's taken us a long time to get to the content of today's show. It's okay. It's okay. we got plenty of content, plenty of questions in the rumblings. Here's my first question. What are the Dolphins doing? Why would they make a trade for a good player? How mad is Aqib Tlaib right this second? (laughs) Wait, I'm going to Miami? What? We're sending you to Florida. What, Tampa? Jacksonville? No. No. What did you give up? Uh... If the word draft pick is in there, you should be mad. Uh, The Rams traded Tlaib in a fifth-round pick to Miami for a future pick. So it's a salary dump more than anything else. Okay. We'll we'll see where it goes. All right, time for the rumblings. You've got questions. Joel and I will approximate answers. Our first question comes to us from Patrick, who wants to know, do we think Mike Norvell would be a good replacement as a head coach? From a strategic standpoint, Strategery. Strategery. I mean, yeah, I think he's a good coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think he'll be the, like, it would shock me if he's the next coach. Like, if, if State was in the market, mm-hmm. I don't think it'd be him. I don't think he'll be the next coach either, but he would be a fine head coach. Yes. put it that way. Yes. Yeah. Sam Mitchell wants to know how many steps I got in during my Periscope. Well, according to my, uh, my handy Apple Health app here, from three to four on Saturday, which would have been when this was happening, I took two thousand two hundred and three steps. So that's not bad for an hour. You know, you are in. It is obvious by watching that periscope, and you would have to know you to know this. Mm-hmm. It's obvious you're in like tons better shape. Oh yeah, I used, used to. to I couldn't have done that. You couldn't have done that. Yeah. You like, like even what a year and a half ago, you couldn't have done that. No. No. But, but I mean, you were. Yeah, you got to the end of that, and I mean. It wasn't even winded. No, you could have kept kept trucking. I could have. That's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. I walked three and a half miles today. Look at you. I feel good. Dear Old State wants to know, we don't have to name names, but have we heard any, quote, rumblings? First off, that is a trademark thing. Uh, We'll get our lawyers on you. Yeah. But uh, that said, about any assistance jumping ship? I mean, I haven't. I, I can't name names because I haven't heard names. I, I haven't heard anything of the sort to this juncture. This no. is one of those things. I did hear kind of quickly after last season that there was a guy or two that you might could yeah. expect to. But in the middle of the season, even last year, I didn't hear anything like 
this guy may leave, you, that guy may leave. I mean, you had guy. This is what you hear when you're losing. Yeah. Everybody who's losing is hearing that their staff is going to fall apart. Is it? It might. It might not. But this is a symptom of losing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of stuff gets brought up when everybody's not happy. Yeah. It's kind of like whenever your wife's mad at you and she brings up something that happened seven years ago. It's happens just all the time. Everybody's in a bad mood, and so they dig up dirt. Yeah. Uh, we got one here from Graham Yateman who wants to know, does this putrid football <laughs> season set up a state fans for a joyful second half of the year with men's and women's basketball making the tournament and baseball going to Omaha? Very well could, could be. see all those things happening. Could very for well sure. happen. I, I can't wait till. I, I mean, I'm excited about basketball, but I can't wait till baseball. I'm so ready to sit in Duty Noble with you, Brian. It's gonna be fun. Hope they change. I, I don't know how they would, but that that, that press box—they got to get rid of that obstructed view. It's got to happen. I don't know how they do it. I'm not an engineer. I, I'm not an architect. It's got to change. I just hope that they have done something to the windows because you know, towards the tail end of last season, which was fine because it was warming up, mm-hmm. they no longer allowed us to shut those windows. Yeah. Because That'll be a problem in the first few weeks of the season. Yeah, when it's when it's thirty degrees and the wind's blowing, mm-hmm. I'm I know we're being picky here, but no, I would we're not pref- being picky. I would prefer my workplace to not be because if you're a fan and you come in it's cold, cold, you chose to come. Yeah, we have to come. That's true. So that's true. I don't feel as bad anymore about complaining. Yeah, I have. I mean, I, I'm not going to be complaining about the food. All right, and that's 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 not that's not my. Bad. I'm probably bringing my own anyway. Yeah, so. I, normally I bring my own food, but that's not that's not what I'm talking about. It's, but the elements are something that, you know, especially when it's just as simple as, hey, just close the window. You know, I'm sorry if, if you break another window. Yeah. The university makes $60 million a year off the SEC network. They can afford a couple of replacement panes. It'll I, be all right. Yeah. I, I would like my the bones in my fingers to not be frozen as I Yeah, type. I can't type. Or if I wear gloves, you can't type then either. Unless you're like a lot of voice to text. Good, good friend and uh, uh, fellow boss of the, of the Michaels paper, Mike yeah. Bonner, who and used his Ninja Turtle gloves. Fingerless Ninja Turtle gloves. Talked to Mike last night. We did our fantasy basketball draft. I didn't talk, uh, I'm trying to think when the last time I talked to Mike was. We messaged each other probably you six, should, you six months send him or a, so ago. a text and just say, "Hey, he's getting married. Tell me, tell me know, congratulations." Man. Gonna be in the islands. I was told. Marrying in the islands. In the yeah. islands. We're gonna, Which islands? There's lots. Oh, of I don't know. He's he's got another year. He said. But oh, okay. He said because he knew everybody had to fly anyway. Might as well fly. So somewhere might as well cool. fly somewhere cool. I was like, I, I can actually That's get behind. A good him. idea. So, uh, Mangum Stats wants our top five state baseball walkout songs. Uh, is this all time? I'm guessing here. Yeah, right? sure. The one that will forever stick in my head is Jonathan Holder, and that's God's going to cut That's on the out. list. Yeah, sure. I don't want to rank them. Let's just come up with five. Uh, is is your love on there? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Is McNamee's on there? Mm hmm. Okay. I'm just I'm thinking of the ones that just was, will be uh, the ones we will forever remember. Was, when was, somebody says who is what was so and so's walkout song, you just know it. Was, and those was three Nick are, Flair's on there? It would have been. He wasn't here long enough. <laughs> Shout out Logan Lowry, who yeah. I think kind of got, got that too. done. About Jamie Rock. <sighs> I, personally, yes. Yeah. But I don't think most yeah. people would. would I remember it there. though. The Rock, too. the Rock says, um, West, uh, "West Ray." They still play some Garth. It's, it became a tradition. But you know, he had several. That was just his last year. Yeah, it was one. his last year there. So, uh, But I do think that that one kind of stuck and, and became associated with him. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll count that. Brett Hudson would, would vote for your people back home. <laughs> he Tristan would. Marlowe. Yeah. Tristan Marlowe back changed it, though. He had a better one last home. year. We need one more. Uh, trying to think about some of the older ones. Uh, let's see. What was. Let's see. Lingering was staying alive. Yeah. Matthew Brinson's was a uh, 
Pardon Me by Incubus. I always like that song. Oh, I know what it'd be. What? I think Pertle started this. The dun 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 dun. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay. I don't even know what it's called. It became like the state's version of the Harlem Shuffle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that's another one that I mean it's still there to this day. They'll play it sometimes. Yeah. It, like, oh yeah yeah. yeah. All right. Stephen Norris wants to know what's the mood in the press box like when we suck compared to when we don't suck. Do the non-state loyalists bask in our misery, or are they just as miserable? In my house, it's utterly depressing. For me, it's it's just work up there. Nobody's really you know saying anything. You know, if they suck, we're just saying God, they suck. But it's not it's not emotional. We've talked about this before, and and I, I don't think unless look, Steve may get on his podcast and say something completely different. But for the most part, for me, mm-hmm. since. 2015, and it, really 2015 was kind of different because that was my first year on the beat. At this point, five years in, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that if I got off the beat tomorrow, I wouldn't be diehard state again because secret, I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I, at this point, I you become detached. You yeah. just do. I, I can't describe it a little bit. I can't. I can't. I can't really put into words the feeling of how. Especially for me, football and basketball, I'm I'm just detached. Like if they if they win, great. And if they lose, well, I wish they would have won, but I got to write the story and right. I'm fine. <laughs> the, the the sport to me, because it was the one I was always the most emotionally attached to mm-hmm. before. And baseball is the one that I mean, you won't find many beat writers will say this, and and it may be an indictment on me. But my heart broke when they didn't win this year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just did. Yeah, it hurt. <laughs> and like I said, you know, for us, it's, it's it's we're at work. You know, we can't be up there just moaning and, and crying. And by the same time, we can't be celebrating when they're doing well. I mean, it, it really has to be that way. So, so but that said, guys like Horka and Portnoy, while they they they're not emotionally invested and they don't really care, it's a lot easier to do our jobs when the team's winning. It is. Because players want to talk to you. Coaches want to talk to you. You get to go to cooler destinations. Mm-hmm. You know? Th- and, and and for a writer, you're a ton more likely to read my stuff if it's yeah. good stuff. I'm going to tell you, last week on the podcast was less listened to than the previous weeks. Yeah. Because people are starting to you know want to disengage a little bit. Yeah. Now, there is a, you know, towards the, keeping it real here, towards the beginning of the suck fest that has become the 2019 football season there was a bump because i think there's some anger listens right. and you got listens from other but schools after four straight what, losses everybody's just kind of checking yeah. out like you want I, something I'll, good I'll to this. happen if state loses this week i think monday show will be huge because that'll be one where we have to really lay in yeah but then after that it'll just be it'll drop off it'll drop off yeah because people will just tap especially like after alabama nah, who cares yeah you know? it's all right uh bulldog graphics has a really good question i thought uh, since the Kentucky game, State has taken a turn south. Kentucky has won two games in a row with a wide receiver at quarterback. Again, he cannot pass. If they played again this week, what would your score prediction be? If it was in Kentucky, I would predict Kentucky to win the game. Yeah, I might predict Kentucky to win the game either way. I'm, I'm thinking about if it's in Starkville. I would definitely not feel comfortable picking State to win. Mississippi State minus five and a half. I take Kentucky in the points. State might win, but they win by like three. That's what I. That's what I'm thinking. Like so, if they won, it would be a, a field goal victory. Real note. Side note from Bulldog Graphics: Stoops may may win as many SEC games this year with a wide receiver at quarterback as Joe Moorhead did with the number one defense in the country. Ooh. Ooh. All right, Stephen wants to know: 
Does John Cohen need a phone number for Bill Clark, or does he have it already? I already said, Bill Clark's not coming. That's not happening. It's not happening. $9 million buyout? That's not happening. Uh, let's see here. If what? You have to... If State's in the market for a coach after this year, don't you have to find somebody that's been a... And I don't mean a head coach at Fordham. I mean like a, a sitting head coach at a... You have to try, but five or group of five. Who's the last head coach that State hired? Jackie, I guess. Jackie wasn't a head coach when they hired him. That's true. Been out of the game for a few years. I don't, let me, I, I don't think Felker was a head coach when he was hired. I could be wrong. Let's see here. He was the all. Hold on. He was at he was at uh, Alabama. He was their wide receiver and defensive back. Mm. By the way, this is about a different era of college football. He was the wide receiver and defensive backs coach <laughs> at the same time. Um, you know, he had never. Well, he's happy either way when they go against each yeah, other in practice. He, right? he had never even been a coordinator when State hired him. They just hired him basically. He he, he was an up and coming young coach, no question at the time. But you know, he was a bulldog was yeah. the main reason they hired him. Um, he was the youngest head coach in the country. I don't see State hiring up a proven head coach. I mean, they it's just, tough to do because that's when that's when you, you know when you have a coordinator and you tell them, okay, we're going to pay you two point five million. That's a, probably a big raise. Head coaches are making that across the country yeah. now. You know, and the thing is, if you're getting, you have to pay four or five million dollars. If you're getting a, if you're getting a power five, sitting head coach, right? He's probably, I mean, he's going to have to be successful to even be on your radar. Mm-hmm. And if he's successful, I mean, let's just be honest. State is probably what middle of the pack or lower when it comes to like ranking the power five schools so it's probably a guy that's going to have to take a maybe not pay but in reputation mm-hmm. a little bit of a step back maybe job maybe I mean, it just I, depends I don't know, but if you're a power i mean if you're going from group of five to power five you're you're, you're taking a step up if you, yeah. yeah if you go from group of five up that's, state's not going to hire a power five head coach yes yeah, so that's that, what i'm saying that's, that, not, that's what i'm trying to say that is something you can put out of your brain yeah that yeah. was what i was they're getting, not going to especially something in terms of a proven power five head coach not possible I mean, who would who would be some some potential names? The first one that pops in my head is Dave Clawson at Wake Forest. That Mississippi State would be a step up from Wake Forest, I, I believe. But Clawson is an older guy. I don't know. I don't know if that would be a, a guy you would consider. Um, I mean, this isn't going to happen. But you could like a Les Miles type who but, wanted to get back into the league again. Though he's not a sitting head coach. Les Miles. He wasn't. Oh, you're talking about getting them from Kansas. I thought you yes. meant like what Kansas did. No, I'm talking about like Clawson's not that old. Never if mind. you wanted to draw up a realistic scenario where a current sitting Power Five head coach came to Mississippi State, it would need to be like a less miles scenario where you got a guy that wanted to get back into the SEC. That's it. I mean, I, I'm not saying State would ever even be interested in less miles. State but. fans don't want Dave Clawson, by the way. He, he coached at Fordham at one time. <laughs> he was the head coach at Fordham. That's a, that's a no. Yeah, I, I see where you're going with that. Yeah, somebody or you know, I don't know, Gene Chizik. Would you be willing to go there? I don't think so. Who's, I wouldn't. Yeah, who's not actually he's sitting? Not, he's not right a head coach right now, but I don't know. I don't know where they would do. I, I, I don't believe State's next head coach will be a current head coach. There'll be another coordinator. Manny Diaz. He's no, in the hot seat. Absolutely Just not. Bring him back for a third time and put him in the hip Third time's chair. a charm, you think? No. <laughs> All right, Justin Strawn. Uh, there are still some KT, KT truthers among the MSU fan base. KT truthers. What do they see in a career 47.6 completion percentage that they think he will be better than Garrett Schrader? They're just heartstrings connected to Keaton. Yeah, I agree. That's all that is. Um, and I really like Keaton. I, I, I wish his Mississippi State career had just continued on an upward trajectory, but I still don't blame Joe Moorhead for bringing Tommy Stevens in. Either. It did not work. 
but not really because Tommy stunk. It was because he got hurt, and then he yeah. just was never the same. And so then you're, I mean, and Keaton had jumped in the portal, and it just kind of muddled everything. Like, I think if Keaton doesn't go in the portal, he might have taken over. Maybe, but I don't, we'll never that, know the answer. To and that, that that's that would be that would be a, a a situation where if he didn't, then you might have the the KT truth or might have something to point at. Be like, hey, he was never going to play him. So I, I have no doubt in my mind that KT that Keaton Thompson would be really really good if Mullen had stayed. No question in my mind. If Keaton Thompson had stayed, like if Keaton Thompson was your starter at the beginning of this year, and he would stayed healthy and he started every game up to this point, State's probably in about the same spot, right? Probably so. Maybe another win. I mean, I don't know. Because I, it would have been like last year, though. I think it would have been more about Fitzgerald running the ball. But that said, you know, that was a little bit more successful. So, uh, Which coaching hire was more detrimental to the program? Still Justin Strong here. Joe Moorhead or Rick Ray? TBD. You got to yeah. wait to see. Well, I will say this about Rick Ray. He took over a program that was already trending down. And, I mean, his first year, look at that team. I mean, we could. Moorhead's got a young team. Look at Rick Ray's first team. His best three players were true freshmen. Yeah. I mean, he never had a chance. Rick Ray never had a chance to be successful at Mississippi State. Now, I don't know that he could have been. I don't know that you could have given him a great team and he would have coached him up. But I'm saying he never had a chance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think – Rick Ray is another guy that, that uh, I always liked because I just he just seemed like a good dude. But he, I, I don't think he would have been successful from the standpoint – I mean, to me, the condemning quote of Rick Ray – was when they, they zoomed in on the huddle in one of those games, and he was like, oh, the offense will just take care of itself. No, yeah. Rick, the, the offense never really took care of itself. Right. I mean, your your team's going to score. And, uh, but anyway, I, I, I'm, Let's put it like I, this. I know which direction it's going and what direction it looks like it's going, but I do think it's still too early to just completely declare that Moorhead is detrimental yet. Like, if it continues this trajectory, then I think Moorhead may be the answer because he tore down what had been built for 10 exactly. years and exactly. two years. But, but we got to wait and see. you got to wait to see. All, all right, last one from Justin. What's the dumbest thing you have strong feelings about? Mine is truck bed toppers that make them look like SUVs. Here we go. You okay. got one? Uh, I'll think of one. Go ahead. For me, mm-hmm. I don't get it. And probably some of you are driving down the road right now doing this, has this very thing going on. Mm-hmm. A Yeti sticker on your back glass. Yeah, that's a good one. I have no idea why it has become a cool thing. And I don't know if it's as cool now as it was a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. To have a cooler brand stuck on your back glass. Yeah. Like, what if I had Igloo on the back of my Tacoma? Yeah. That's just, that's what you've done. I, I should go with Coleman, though, I guess, if I'm going to do a cooler brand. Yeah, you should. You really should, yeah. I mean, then, do, then, then do, at least do it's funny. There. Then at least it's funny. But I don't understand... Ripping a cooler brand, you know, on your yeah. vehicle, okay. or any that just had never made sense to me. That said, if you if you think it's cool to to do that, you you do you. I have one. Just don't don't get it. I have one. I don't know if you're guilty of this or not. I don't I don't I don't know that you are. I could be wrong. But guys, I don't want to see your feet. Men in flip flops or 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 sandals, gross. Rarely, if I'm at the beach or something. If I'm at the beach, that's different. Just in normal capacity, put some socks on. All right? Put on some socks and some tennis shoes or some regular shoes. I don't want to see your feet, men. Just they're gross. Men's feet are gross. Yeah, I don't want to see those. And I have a tendency for whatever reason, my wife can tell you this. Mm-hmm. I will like bang my toes against stuff. Yeah. 
And that's why I like, I never, I never I go off, like, I don't take off my shoes until I'm ready to go to bed almost. Yeah. At, at the house, I, I will wear like house shoes mm-hmm. or whatever, but I, I'm never barefooted or Norm, I'm never. Normally I come in the house and then whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to do. And then when I sit down in the recliner and that's where I'm going to be for the, until I go to bed, basically I'll take my shoes off and then I'll go to bed later. But no, I don't want to see men's feet. It's a good one. All right. Uh, Bulldog graphics is another question. What are our thoughts on the anti Cohen crowd? Obviously, the Moorhead hasn't panned out in hindsight is 2020, but it appeared to be a smart hire given what was known at the time. Also feels foolish to blame Cohen for Canizero's off-the-field issues. My issue with Cohen and Canizero is this, and this sort of goes back, Dr. Keenum could have put a stop to this. When Cohen was named athletic director in, in November of 16, they should have just told him, you're coaching one more baseball season, and then we're going to have a real search at the end of it. But instead, they had to rush everything and so he hired a guy that he thought he was familiar with, but he really wasn't. He didn't know him as well as he thought he did, is my, was what I would say there. And, I, and, and, and the, the, it goes back to, they should have said, you're coaching one last season. I, I still don't hang much of anything that Canizaro did on, on yeah. John. But that, it's just, I mean, how do you know that a man might do stuff, you know? You don't. But I mean, it's a risk. But that's the problem when you are the athletic director. That taking the responsibility for what you do is part of the job. That guy you hired, that guy, it didn't pan out. That's on you. It doesn't matter what happened. It's on you. And I don't, you know, it's not like with when Jeff Long hired Bobby Petrino. All right, Bobby Petrino's a scumbag. Everybody knows that. So you know, when he he does something stupid, you, you can't really you, you don't have a whole lot of defense. Nobody knew anything about Andy Canizero. But it just depends out the way. The thing with Cohen is this: like, well, I think if you're going to blame John for Andy, you've absolutely got to blame Jeff Long for Bobby. Oh, no, no, I do, I do. No, no, that's what I'm saying. But at the same time, you don't have any defense. Like Cohen has a defense. Like, how could I have seen that? Jeff Long has no defense. He hired a scumbag, and the scumbag did a scumbag yeah. thing. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Okay. The other thing with Cohen is, you know, it feels like the fan experience is less than it was a few years ago. Uh, it feels like you know the marketing isn't the same. Well, some of that is the fact that the last two years the football team has sucked. Yeah, but it, well, I say sucked. That's a wrong. That eight and five is not. It's just disappointed. I mean, you know, I get that, but I just year. don't. I just don't feel the same about the product that's put out by the athletic department that I did a few years ago. You know, Derek Cody was talking to somebody on Twitter about this today, and he was saying that you know Cohen didn't fire anybody in that department, but the video department has taken a step back, in my opinion. The Hell State Highlight stuff was so cool. Well, and let me tell you, some of that has to do with the fact that Derek Cody's no longer there. Well, I mean, yeah, he's a big part. I of mean, it. he was and a I think tremendous Drew, talent when it came to that sort of stuff. So, to, so was Nicole Ryder with uh, with baseball. I mean, Drew Walker is still very, very good. And he's yeah. there, but he's. I feel like they're just sort of limited by what they can do. You know, they don't want to do the the, the longer videos anymore. And I, I understand they they did Relentless and it didn't work out. I was I honestly was not a huge fan of Relentless myself. I like the shorter videos. I don't want to invest twenty to thirty minutes in a highlight video. Yeah. Uh, but I'll give you four minutes. I'll give you three, four minutes. But, you know, the stuff that happened at the beginning of the year, this year with football, with Aramark, and, and it just it just feels like things are just not as good as they used to be. Now, maybe that's some good old days syndrome there, but that's just how I feel. Yeah. And, and we said this the other day, I don't think John represented himself or State very well on the Paul Feinberg Correct. show the other yeah. day either. I mean, there, there's definitely been some potholes in the road since he's been the AD. I, I'll, I'll give you that. I think, though, if you're going to give him blame for some stuff that's kind of outside a little bit of the rim, you got to give him some credit that 
and from a success standpoint, I know football is the front door, but three of your four big four are in maybe you know as good a spot as they've been in years, right? Probably so. Yeah, both basketball teams, yeah. baseball is doing well. Um, a lot of the the minor sports that nobody pays attention to, a lot of success there. Um, so if and you could say, well, Cohen doesn't have much to do with with some of that, but I mean, if you're going to blame him for some of this other stuff, then you also got to give him credit for some of this. This other stuff. Right. And, and, and so, Lamonis looks like it's a big-time hire. It does. Not a surprise, by the way. The guy was a head coach, a successful head coach. I mean, it's not rocket science. So. And and also, I mean, look, there should be some hiccups in the road with John. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just kind of – he went from coaching a baseball team to, hey, you're the top dog of the athletic department. That's a that's a heck of a jump. Yeah. I mean, I know he had sat in on some but, coaching but searches. But, here but and anti-Cohen and, people would tell you, then why was he given the job? And, and I would say that the main reason was probably because he's a Mississippi State guy. That's that's and, a bad mentality, and I know it is. I, but I'm saying that would you have pulled a baseball coach from some other school that had sat in on some coaching searches and put him in the? In I wouldn't the have hired a baseball coach. I would have hired an athletic director. I would have gone and found a group of five athletic director or a power of five associate athletic director who was ready for the big chair. And if I was making that hire, I would do the same. What I will say, again, in in playing a little devil's advocate here, but I think I'm telling the truth, John is the type that he will just work tirelessly to educate himself and and try and be that. I don't question the effort. But it's just... He's not... He was never an AD. Yeah. (laughs) He just wasn't. and, And so he's learning on the job. Yeah. All right. Uh, Travis Donald wants to know, do you all agree that this year's fan angst is really last year's angst boiling over? It's really hard to say a coach isn't going to work out year one, no matter the circumstances. So this year feels like all the pent-up rage from last year finally spewing out. I think last year started the bubbling, and this year it's boiling over. Yeah, it started bubbling with Florida. It started to simmer at Iowa. Now it's boiling over. Yep. I would agree with that. Uh, Zach Johnson wants to know, do you believe there's any chance Moorhead voluntarily leaves after the season, even if he's not fired? No. We, we, I mean, if that Rutgers job is sitting there for him to take, and he can get out and reset yeah, if, his clock. If there's and, another job available, but I don't know that there's going to be. But at this point, I mean. But no one's walking away from a $3 million a year job. Yeah, he's not just going to pack it in and say, you know what, I'm not I'm not cut out. I think I'm going to sit out. Yeah, that's Sorry. not happening. So This is an interesting question. If Starville had to get rid of one non-fast food restaurant, which would you choose and why? Like, I'm a little hesitant to answer that question because yeah, well, we may have a show. Uh, yeah, have I, a I, I don't know if we're to... We may have a restaurant here that wants especially, to advertise. Especially us. if you're telling me it's not. <laughs> it's not that I'm getting rid. Of, it's not that I'm getting rid and bringing in something new. Yeah, it's just I'm just going to get rid of them. I mean, no. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. And yeah, I if think, it's fast food, I know the answer. I think I can say this because, yeah. like, I, I'm. This isn't me criticizing the restaurant. It's just if I had to get rid of one, it would be one that I never eat at. Like, yeah. I'm not. I'm typically not eating like the. Uh, what is it on? Is it the trying to think of like where is it joel 182 the the indian restaurant yes like i'm not eat, that's not my kind of yeah food like i, I like not, having i, I don't I, i'm not a big on that kind of food you got, so three, I would, you got three mexican restaurants that are exactly the same pick one well my favorite's la terraza so. my favorite's mi hacienda so casa brava is out <laughs> i mean i don't know i would get rid of captain d's if i get rid of fast food like who? Have you ever in your life gone to Captain D's? When's in the last high time school, I used to. Yeah, like when's the last time I ate voluntarily at Captain? Me and my D's? brother used to eat at Captain D's a lot. Yeah, we loved Captain D's back in the day, but I hadn't ate at Captain D's in a long time. I know that's the point. Uh, let's see here, Ray Campbell. Uh, has MSU become the Tennessee from last year? Tennessee last year beat Auburn at Auburn. 
Yeah. Tennessee did some things last year that made you think Pruitt was going to be okay. And that hasn't happened. They beat Kentucky, too. So, no, I would not agree with that. Um, well, we, I mean, you know, Joe we, had some moments last year where you thought maybe okay. Yeah. Rob Montgomery asked a question that we, we did a whole podcast about. Come on, Rob. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Andrew Noble. It's been a long time since I've lost interest in state football and just been ready for basketball. Bad thing is I probably won't be excited about football until the start of the 2021 season. This sucks. There's no question there. I just wanted to I just, I guess you want me to read that. <laughs> Jason Neal Gaunt. Most more likely football makes a bowl or men's basketball makes it past the first round of the NCAA tournament. Football make a bowl? Really? I don't know. I, I disagree with that. I think it's far more likely the state could go to the round of thirty two than this team is going to win three of the next four. <laughs> because I, I maybe maybe this is a little bit of my homework coming out. I'm actually probably going to predict state to win at Arkansas this week. Mm-hmm. And I think they're beating Abilene Christian. And I think at home they're going to be up to beat Ole Miss. So I, I think State's going to finish 6-6 six and six and go to a bowl. I think. We'll see on Monday if I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> Another one here from Jason. So far with this time in AEW, is Jericho the best heel working right now? Yes. I'm just trying to think who, who would be in the running. There's nobody over on WWE that's even close to this guy, to what he's doing. I mean... Who's the big heel on SmackDown? It's Lesnar. Now he's not. He doesn't talk. Yeah. And who's the big heel on Raw right now? The Fiend. Who everybody loves anyway. Yeah, who everybody yeah. loves, but also he, he's just not. It's not realistic. He's he, well, no, well, actually, the Fiend now is on SmackDown. Oh, Since is he? The draft. Well, he no. got drafted to SmackDown. Of course. But. So, so who's who's challenging Rollins over there? <laughs> Ironically enough, I guess this is the blow off. He's supposed to be in the, the main event against the Fiend this week. Oh, at Crown, at Crown Jewel. Jewel. But yeah, oh my God. I, I don't know who would be. He's not going to win, though. I mean, right the now... They're right, not taking the universal title to SmackDown. I'll tell you who I guess is kind of the major heel at the moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, he main, he was in the main event segment of Raw last night. Who? Bobby Lashley. Oh, my God. Well, that stupid thing and, with and, Rusev. And, and, yeah. They were it's okay. The, the answer to the question is, yes, yes Jericho, Jericho is the best yeah. heel. Jericho is doing some high-level stuff. AEW is so good. I mean, I, I haven't watched wrestling. I haven't watched... I had given up on wrestling. They have re, reinvigorated my fire. For professional wrestling, I will not be. I, Dynamite is set to record until and save until I delete on, on my DVR. Because it's not the 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 cartoony exactly. Goofy crap. It's good. It's it's real stories. It's like it, it, I don't like that guy. That's what wrestling should be. I don't like him. I want to fight him. That's yep. what wrestling is. Yep. It's not. Hey, we're going to take this real life married couple and turn them against each other. I mean, it's just stupid. And and I know that everybody in WWE kind of likes the Fiend right now, but. Mm-hmm. That's not it's, a. It's goony to me. Like it's, it's not something that you a, can build it's off not, of. Well, it's not realistic. Like, right. Give me realism. That's like, what I want. That's why mankind sort of worked because there are crazy people out there. Yeah, and but, I think that's trying to, what they're trying to do with the fiend. But just make him crazy. Don't do yeah, like the, these, the whole mask thing. Don't do just, like this Pee Wee Herman weird thing. Yeah. And, and, and oh, I, I, I do like Firefly Funhouse. Do you? I it's, don't. It's because it's it's funny because you can tell Bray Wyatt hates doing it. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. Um, we probably just spent way too much time on who cares? pro wrestling. Hey, this is the know. rumblings, brother. That's we right. Talk about yeah. what we want. This is the listener show, and listeners wanted us to talk about that. So. All right, Jason Neal Gall. You blame him. You got a problem with it. Steven wants to know. Uh, Kylan has been getting strung out on plays and not hitting the hole. Do you feel like that had been resolved after this last game? I hope. He said it was. Yeah. And Joe talked about on Monday about how he was, you know, he didn't say it, but you know how we talked about Kylan – 
had said something about running finesse or whatever. Yeah. Well, Joe was talking on Monday about how he was kind of running with more physicality and, you know, pad level and that sort of stuff. So kind of seemed like a mentality change a little bit there. So maybe it was the beginning of getting back to those consistent 100-yard games. Yeah, I agree. All right, uh, let's see here. Philip Owen. I remember us wanting Fat Dan Mullen back. Do we need Fat Jomo back? No, wait, he was no good. I'm not going to say what he says. He was no good either. So, yeah. I'm telling you, being fat makes you smarter. I don't know how that works, but I just am. Well, isn't the brain like get like fat cells a little bit in it? Yeah, you got to have those. You, have some you can't starve yourself like that. Uh, David Sweeney, if you had the power like Mr. Miyagi to heal one injured player in past state seasons, who would it be? So, a former player that got injured and you can. And bring him back. I'm trying to think of one that really would have changed the course of a season. Okay. Sleepy Robinson. That's a good answer. That in is, my opinion. It is a good answer. Gene Morgan. That was that was. It's t- it's tough for me to think back. Yeah. That far, but trying to think of like some basketball guys that somebody got hurt and or or, or what. If if Malik Newman was actually hampered by injury, like they've seen him at full strength the whole time, yeah, could yeah. he have been what we thought he could have been? That's a good. One. That's a good. One. Um, does that change the course of that season? If he's Probably. well, if he's himself, if he's who we, if he's a if he's who we player, thought he yeah. was, yeah, that changes the course Probably of that season. Does. So yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'm going Sleepy Robinson. I'll go with you on that. Okay. I mean, I, I I'll kind of sit here and stew on that for a few minutes, see if I can think of anything else as we go through the rest of these. Mm-hmm. Tyler Heydrich wants to know, wasn't the Florida situation after Meyer very similar to the MSU situation with Moorhead? Ooh. They went from Providence, prominence to a bad team quickly. That's, yeah. That's kind of Because they hired Will Muschamp, who's an idiot. That's what happens when you hire bad head coaches. Your program can suck. Yeah, well, I think where he's going with that, you remember on the show, you were talking about how you thought it was unprecedented how Joe oh, okay. has done oh, it. Yeah, yeah. Let's, and that's kind of a similar... Let me see what they did. Here's the thing, though. He had one really good year. So let me see. Yeah, he had a 10-win year, didn't he? Yeah, ten and- yeah hold on. Florida. Myers last year was 10, if I'm correct. Yeah. So the next year they went... Now, here's the, his last year they were 8-5. and five. The next year they were 7-6. and six. So, I mean, not a huge drop back. Then in 12, they went 11-2. and two. And they signed a huge... They signed like a top three recruiting class out of that, too. But then it fell apart. They went 4-8, and 7-5. So, yeah. It, it it did fall apart pretty quickly for them. I think that that was sort of there was a house of cards thing going on too. I mean, all the after ten, you know, when Tebow left and all those guys, Harvin and all those guys were gone, they had not done a good job of replacing them. They had done a good, I think about it, they had done a good job of replacing Tebow. They had Cam Newton, but then he screwed up and had to get kicked out of school. If that's a that's a talk about a butterfly effect. What happens if Cam Newton doesn't get arrested and he just takes over for Tebow? Florida probably just keeps on winning. Urban Meyer might still have been at Florida another couple of years. You know, he could have easily gone head to head with Saban with Cam Newton. So that's good. That's a good question, though. Good, good point out there. Uh, who is that, Tyler? Uh, let's see here. Wilson Nichols. Dan Mullen was seven and thirty-three against ranked teams while at Mississippi State. Do you think when Coach refers to building our program, he is referring to success against the top twenty-five? This is really a question in response to the statement. It was already built. Well, I mean, he's got to focus on beating teams that ain't in the top twenty-five right yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. I get where he was, what he was trying to say, and where he was going. But it's not working that way. 
Yeah, I, I, that's what that's what he talked about. He said he wanted to go from a, a good to great. I get where he was trying to go, but the problem is he's he's taking a step back into bad. And the difference is here too. I know that Mullen seemed like he rarely won those big games, mm-hmm. but you at least went into him thinking oh, they could win most of the time. Yeah, not, not, I mean not, not, all not all the time, all the time, but but most of the time you, you're like they they can win. They I mean, can, they, if State was playing a top ten opponent, and mm-hmm. I guess I shouldn't. I mean, Joe beat a top ten opponent last year. His Mullen's last year, but, I thought State would beat Georgia and Auburn before they played them, and they didn't. They got blown out, but I thought they had chances to win. Yeah, but this year. Particularly and, and moving forward, I don't know that I just. It just feels like State doesn't have a chance right. against really Agreed. good competition. All right, uh, Ryan wants to know: Is Joe so out of touch with the fan base he thinks tweeting motivational quotes right after an embarrassing loss is the right thing to do? This is where somebody has to step in for media relations. And be like, maybe today we don't do a quote. Did you read that? You you and I both read the men, his mentions after that. Yeah, it was they were not fire. they were not good. You know, and I, I get that that's your thing, but. This is, there are just times where you just can't do things, you know? Has he, they, done, has he done one today? I don't think so. I'm, I'm searching right now. Yeah. I got another question here, though. And this comes from uh, from Daniel Montgomery, who wants to know. No, he has not done one today. Okay. So I've mentioned multiple times fans will be more satisfied with a loss if it was a high-scoring game, say 49-30, because at least Moorhead's offense would finally look competent. Well, why has that not been true? Did you watch that game? Did, did, did you watch it, Daniel? It was 35-10 to 10 at one point. The offense was competent in garbage time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm talking about a game where State loses like 45-42 and they're just going back and forth. And they a little just, bit of a shootout. A little bit of a shootout. Yeah. Not a game where State puts up points in the fourth quarter when they're already down three scores. That's not competent offense. That's, look, we're, we've stopped blitzing at this point. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. They had a chance late to kind of make when it, they could have cut it to like a, a ten point game or eleven point game or something. They, like they had they had the ball down forty two. Uh, 24 or something like that. 35-24. It was 35-17. Yeah. And they had the ball, and they they turned it over. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. Ethan Foster. What are the realistic chances that this next season is any better than this one? And if it does look better, what realistically changes? Well, I said yesterday, I don't think this season's going to – next season's going to look any better because the schedule is more difficult. Schedule's more difficult – Assuming Joe's here, you got the same offensive scheme. You just got to hope that players develop and the scheme starts to work. Yeah. I think defensively, I mean, they'll be better next year. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense because you won't have guys, I assume nobody's getting anybody to take any tests for them. So I assume you'll have your full contingent of players all next season. And a lot of these young guys won't be young anymore. I mean, I, you would expect that the defense would be take a little bit of a step forward. Yeah. I agree. And, you know, you just got to hope that offensively, a sophomore Schrader and things just click better. Yeah, I'm um, have no confidence that offensively things will be better, but that's what you got to hope for. Yeah. All right. Uh, a Swenson wants our what is the best wrestling promo ever cut in your opinion? The best wrestling promo ever. I got like two that are in my head. I'm trying to think of a flare one. The pipe bomb is the most recent one. That that's was, a good one. Was, was good. I don't know that that's the best ever, but yeah, that's, that's a good that's one. Like probably maybe the most recent. Yeah. Um, hard times, hard times. Yeah, is one. Um, flares where he talks about Buddy Landell. You know what I'm talking about? He's like out here hollering my name. Yeah, I that's a good know, yeah. one. Uh, my personal favorite is Shawn Michaels in Montreal when he was about to wrestle Hogan, and he got him to play Bret Hart's music, and then he didn't come out. Oh and, yeah, I mean that is just a heel masterclass there, <laughs> in my opinion. Anyone else? Uh, 
it wasn't really a promo so much as it was just a vignette, but the Brett screwed Brett. That's a good one. With Vince. Do you want to know a really good promo from a guy I'm there not going to expect? And it's it's uh, four words, I think. It's four words. But the night after WrestleMania, when they brought Roman Reigns out to the ring, and they're just booing him mercilessly. I mean, they were oh, yeah, they were just that. screaming at him and that cursing was, him. That was a good moment. And for all him. he did was say, it's my yard now, and drop the mic. That was a fantastic job. Yeah. I even I was like that was good, <laughs> and I don't really care. I mean, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns is he takes a lot of, of heat. He shouldn't. It's not his fault that Vince is an idiot, but that was good. So. I, I really do feel like you talk about monster heels. Mm-hmm. I guess I think Roman could be a monster could be. heel. Austin three sixteen needs to get mentioned too. Austin, yes, and another one that wasn't the greatest of promos. I mean, it wasn't bad, mm-hmm. but for historical significance, mm-hmm. it just will forever stick in my mind. Mm-hmm. When Hogan turned and formed the that's NWA, a, yeah, it that's the one that has to be on there. The Rock, when he the first promo is the corporate champ <laughs> when he came out there. The Rock didn't sell out; I, he just bought in. Yeah, that, that's got to be on there. And then his and Jericho's interaction with Jericho's debut. Oh yeah, yeah. That Jericho's first promo. Yeah, that's a good one to have as well for sure. Um, when Mick Foley turned to Cactus Jack mm-hmm. against Triple H, that's that's a good one too. All right. Uh, one for you here from Mr. Swenson. One player you wish the Braves had during their prime. Oh. So if you could add one guy to the Braves. And what, what was the closest the Braves have been to a World Series? Not, not this year. Like, I mean, they've when, lost, when, when they, they haven't won, won a playoff series since 2001. So that year, that team. 2001? Bonds? <sighs> I mean, in the moment, because that was Jeter. Pre- you know, I heard somebody talking about Jeter the other day, and they made a good point. Like, if Jeter's career had been played somewhere else, well, yeah, he wouldn't have been held. Shortstop of the New York Yankees is different. I mean, he he would still be a Hall of Famer, but yeah. he wouldn't be like the slam. I mean, right. he's no, the no. captain. He's the he's, he's the he's the leader of the New York Yankees. He won five World Series. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, the, the, the same thing goes for Brady. Brady's thrown for a ton of yards, but he hadn't won five Super Bowls or six Super Bowls. Is different. Um, Winning titles gets you more respect. Somebody I wish the Braves had in there. In, 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 it's got to be Bonds. Come on. The only thing that makes me hesitant of Bonds is what we now know about Bonds, and that, that you wouldn't have cared when you're winning that World I Series with seventy cared. home runs. The guy that was always kind of rumored like the Braves were going to get him at some mm-hmm. point, kind of deal. Like it seemed like every offseason it was like maybe a deal. was Griffey. Yeah, who, Griffey in his prime would yeah would have been a good one. But you know what, the Braves had a heck of a center fielder anyway. It's not like one of them couldn't have played right. That's true. <laughs> Boy, could you imagine Griffey in his prime, Andrew Jones in his prime? It wouldn't have been a ball one hit the ground. Left-handed hitters would not have been happy because you pulled the ball. That was not gonna, it was going to get caught. So, all right. Uh, I, yeah, probably Griffey or Bonds or somebody like that. But it'd been awful cool to add like Randy Johnson to that rotation and have Glavin, Maddox, Smoltz, Johnson. What Pete Smith wasn't good enough? Steve Avery? Come on. Steve Avery was fine in like early nineties. Yeah. He kind of faded when he his did. shoulder or whatever it was started to get yeah. bulky. Our good friend Ben Waite wants to know. This is for you. Yeah, but for me. Better B- episode. B-R-I. The dinner party from the office or the comeback for Seinfeld. I'm gonna go with the comeback just because it's it's so funny. The dinner party is so painfully awkward at points that it's difficult to watch. How far in is that? The dinner party? Uh it's like season three. You should be getting oh, close I'm to it. Oh, I'm gonna be getting close to it. Yeah, hold on, I'll tell you when it is. Well, you can continue on. I'll, I can, well, you got me. Well, I got to type while we're doing this. Uh, the dinner party is in. It's in season four. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm a season. You got a ways to go, but it's painful to watch at points. <laughs> but that said, the, the, the comeback. I'm looking forward to the dinner party. And I'm looking store. forward to Scott's tots. 
Scott's thoughts. I can't really watch that. It's just so bad. <laughs> I say, I mean, you will wince when you watch it. <laughs> Has it been ten years? Uh, let's see here. Where are we? Will Burford, who wins in a head-to-head matchup, 2017 MSU or 2018 MSU? So Mullen's last team or Moorhead's first team? Let's use the Brian Haydad system here. Mullen's Fitzgerald or Moorhead's Fitzgerald? Who's better? Mullen's Fitz. Who's the better coach? Mullen. Who wins the game? <laughs> in your system, Mullen. Yeah. yeah. Um I do think that that's one of those situations that, with as good as that state defense was last year, that if that team, if those two teams played each other ten times, it could be five and five. Like yeah. I think that's pretty close. Yeah, it would just it would just depend on Mullen would would, would come up with a better game plan. I think so. Uh, well, Mullen's Florida team should have lost to Joe's state team. I think it should and have. Mullen won, so I think you can kind of use that as an example of Mullen just would have found a way. Mm-hmm. JR has a good question here. Is this the year a player not from MSU or Ole Miss wins the Connerly? I had really there, there, there ain't anybody from State that's going to win it. No. Kylan? I mean, I, I guess you got to wait to see the rest. I mean, if he yeah. has a monster game against Arkansas. If he gets over 1,000 yards, he's probably going to get it. <coughs> Who at Ole Miss could win it? That's the thing. Like, Scotty Phillips is sort of losing carries to Ely and Connor. They don't have Elijah Moore is probably their best receiver. But he's, I mean... There ain't anybody defensively from Benito Jones. I mean, I don't know. This is the year, like if there was a monster O lineman or something that could. He but there's, could win no, there's, it, but there's not. not. There's not on either side. Jack Abraham from Southern then got a good chance. I don't know. Not there's just not there's not a a big t- there's not an obvious guy. Mm-mm. There's not there's not. I don't think there's a first round draft pick playing football in, in Mississippi right now. So if you're playing it like Millsaps and you got huge numbers, you got a chance. You got a chance. Hunter Gillen wants to know, with the way football season is gone and the projection of seasons to come, do you think Brad Pump, Cumbus, will drop that and focus solely on baseball? I'm just, I'd be completely guessing. I I don't have any inside info here to share, but I don't know. I don't know what Brad wants to do. I'd love to have have that, ask him, you know, if you could go pro in one or the other, which would you want to do? I don't know what the answer is for that. Yeah. Okay. I know that – I think I would go the baseball route if I was – I him. would, I, always. But that's that's if Joel was Brad Cumbus and Joel is not Brad Cumbus. So, I don't know. I'm, I just don't know. All right. A lot of these questions are just similar, so that's why I'm skipping them. Uh, and that had more to do, by the way, with – I just – I love baseball, of course, but I just think that your prospects of both health and – potential financial gain and everything mm-hmm. uh, for, for Brad might be greater on the baseball side. Okay. Uh, Reservoir Dog wants to know, if you had to sing karaoke in front of a large crowd, what song would you pick? I have sang karaoke in front of a large crowd, so I got no, no problems with it. Well, here's a bunch of stuff. So, um, what would you pick? <sighs> See, karaoke in front of a large crowd is one that you want everybody to kind of have fun with. Yeah. I mean, like, Garth, Friends in Low Places is a great karaoke song. Because everybody can kind of join in with you. Yeah. Um, so I may go that. I want okay. everybody having fun. I don't want to just have fun myself. I, yeah. I, I want I want the entire crowd to be. Yeah. Be Jack. That's, so a, good, that's that. a good call. Good call. Uh, one of my one of my many uh, favorite uh, my, my many go tos on, on karaoke, and I have a number of them. 
But Trashy Women by Confederate Railroad. <laughs> Everybody loves that song. So, And you can sell it real well, too. Now, the other question is, if you could pick the song for your co-host, what would you pick? Oh, gosh. Genie in a Bottle, Christina Aguilera. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, you made me change. My, my, my first choice is going to be Gangnam Style for you. <laughs> I'm going to go make you sing I Touch Myself by Divinals. <laughs> Make you get up there and sing that. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we've already answered that. Answered that. A lot of similar stuff. All right, here we go. Drew Massey. We agree. We all agree that candy corn is the worst candy ever made. Yes, we do. Miraculously still being made to this day. What's worse, though? Candy corn or the little pumpkins? Candy corn. I agree. They're, they're both for the same thing. Yeah. Would you rather eat an entire bag of candy corn? Or have to watch the rest of the football season without being able to vent, tweet, or call a friend to complain. Which would you do? This is easy. Oh, watch the football season. Yeah. I, I go football every time. I don't vent, tweet. And he said, I couldn't text. We, we don't have to vent, tweet, because yeah. we have a podcast. I got a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I can vent it all out. Yeah, Drew, this is an easy question for me. I'm not eating a bag of candy corn for anything. If we didn't have the podcast, well, though. If we just had difficult. to. Yeah. If, if we just had to watch in silence. Yeah. Suffer in silence. Would you still go football? Probably so. Yeah, candy yeah. corn is disgusting. It is terrible. So, what? I missed a question here that I wanted to. Okay, dear old state had this question. I'm sorry, I skipped it. This is a good one though. What was the first signing warning sign for you that Moorhead, the Moorhead era, was in trouble? Mine was jawing back and forth on social media before the 18 Kentucky game. I mean, that's that's. I think for me, it was losing that Florida game. Just the fact that you lost that game. Yeah, that you didn't rally the troops after a bad loss. That was a game that you remember for a year going into that, looking at what State had in the cupboard, looking at what Dan had in the Everybody cupboard. Everybody knew we were, we're going we to get revenge. Folks didn't just think State was going to win that game. Mm-hmm. Folks thought State was going to just embarrass Dan Mullen yeah, in and that make, game. The storyline coming out of that game would be, why did Mullen leave? And, 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 and when happen. you didn't win that game, and, and the you, way only, you, lost you only put up six points. Yeah, and it's bad. It's bad. I, I, to me, it was that game that was kind of the – Ugh, that was not good, kind of thing. That was when, to me, I don't. I, I know that he had. There were some moments after that, the the Auburn win and the A and M win, whatnot. But and and the Ole Miss rallying the troops. You know, we yeah. we don't take crap off nobody, and you know, yelling and hollering at the assistant AD or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, I know there were some moments past the Florida game where you kind of had hope, but I still don't know that fully. He's ever. In the minds and in, in the subconscious, of ever gotten past in state fans' minds, he lost that Florida game. Yeah, everybody was on the Moorhead bandwagon until the Kentucky game. He lost a few people there. The Florida game, a lot of people got off, and they never really got back on. They never did. Stephen wants our top three wrestling factions of all time. Horsemen. Yeah. The NWO. NWO DX. I'm, DX is the only one I'm like having any kind of second thoughts about. Dangerous Alliance. No. I love the Dangerous Alliance. Don't start with me like that. Um, yeah, Evolution. I don't think in the historical context of wrestling that Evolution surpasses DS. I agree with that. Okay. I mean, there's some solid choices to me for number four, but I think the top three are super easy. I think it's Horseman, NWO, yeah. yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, Definitely Horseman, NWO, though. Who's number one? 
It probably depends on the era in which you... Probably for the historical context of wrestling, NWO's actually won. Yeah. Because that, that kind of led to the boom era a little bit. Because that was 96, and it wasn't long before Vince had to turn up the volume and get yeah. into the Attitude Era. I yeah. think NWO influenced things. It changed a lot, yeah. Um, so, but, yeah. I, and the that, NWO is something you couldn't bring back today. If you brought it back, people were like, this is a cheap knockoff. Yeah. But if you did the Horseman the right way... You could do it. Where, like, Flair was, like, the guy who put the new group together. Yeah. Who would be the new Flair? Jericho? Could Rollins be the new Flair? Mm. I don't know. The Miz? (laughs) The Miz could do it. I mean, it's... Yeah. The Miz could do it. That wouldn't be bad. Lynn Gilmer, is the lack of discipline more an indictment of the coaching staff or more an indication of what our culture is becoming in general? Ask yourself this, Lynn. Are these kind of problems happening at Alabama? <laughs> if the answer to that question is yes, then it's, it's, the, it's the culture. But they're not happening at Alabama. They're, ha- they're only happening at certain schools where the, the, the coaching staff is weak. It's just that simple. So I'm, I'm afraid there's no way to get out of that. Uh, let's see here. Basically, just answer that one. Tony Loper, the best veterinarian in the city of Vicksburg. How do Rockets all play Tamu so close? How much does this cause concern for you in the game this weekend? It doesn't. They always that game is always close. There are just some games that are always close. That is one of them. It really is. I, I don't know what it is about that game, but it is always. I mean, it is. It's always close. Yeah. Um. That said, thinking about that should kind of give you pause a little bit, though, because you do see that Arkansas, if they play well. Mm-hmm. They can they can they can, they can give you they, they can win the game. Yes. Yeah. If Arkansas plays its best and State does not play its best, State will lose. And State when's the last time they played their best? The first the quarter and a half the first quarter and a half of LSU, but I'm talking about for a full game. The egg ball. Yeah, that's fair. Ah, uh, where are we here? Alexandra Watson. It seems Joe Moorhead is in over his head in the SEC. Do you think that he is, whether subconsciously or not, self-sabotaging? So do we think that he's, like, hurting himself through his own actions? Here's what I would say to that. No, because for whatever reason, coaches, there's no such thing as damaged goods in the coaching industry. You always see coaches getting new jobs. Moorhead, if he fails, will go and coach under Saban as an analyst for a year. He'll be an offensive coordinator somewhere in two years. And he'll be right back in it. So no, I don't. I don't think, for whatever reason, people who hire coaches have really, really short memories. I don't know why that is. I mean, especially well, that, like the NFL. I mean, how many guys get recycled there? Well, I mean, too. I don't even know if he would have to go the analyst route if he didn't want to. I think somebody would hire him as an OC tomorrow. Probably, but because they would be like, well, he just wasn't ready for the head coaching thing. But look what he did as an OC at Penn State. Yeah, I think someone would take a chance on him as an OC. Mm-hmm. Like immediately. I, I agree. I agree. Maybe not immediately. He might have to sit a year. Because remember, he's going to get a, a, a there's going to be a clause for his buyout that if he gets another job, he's going to lose it. So, uh, last one today from Ethan Foster, who wants to know what is the one thing you have to see in NCAA 22 or 21 if we're lucky, and when is it coming out? I think NCAA 22 sounds about right. Uh, what do you have? What do you have? To, what do you want in there? I mean, it's a football game, you know. So I just I want a really good uh, dynasty mode or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's just that was where I spent all of my time in NCAA football want, was the dynasty mode. So just give me good gameplay and a good dynasty mode. I'm set. I want two things, one of which they won't do because the NCAA would say no to it. But the first one is 
I want like an RPO interface. So like you snap the ball and then it's like triangle to hand off to the back, zero circle to keep. And then you make that decision and then it's triangle triangle to run, circle to pass. And then if you hit pass, then your options come up. So I want to know how, because I want it to be realistic in terms of, I want to know how long those guys really have to make that decision. <laughs> so if I call an RPO, I want to be able to, you know, read the end and now we're going. That would be cool, I think. I don't know how they would make well, it. Well, I mean, work. you you kind of have like read option stuff on you there. You do, but it's it's not the same. You know, it's it's I want it I want it to like really put you through the decision making. Cuz I mean, a lot of times with that read option stuff, people just hand the ball off. Yeah. You know, cuz you're going to get 3 yards. The only thing I would love to have, it never happened. I'd like to have dirty recruiting. <laughs> I would love cuz then you can you can, you know, take risks and and do this that and the other, but if you but then the NCAA could, could give probation. You don't have to have dirty recruiting now, Brian, because they can profit off their likeness. That's why we're getting the game back. That's true, but that said, they're still going to be. How funny would it have been? Like you know, I would like to have negative recruiting. They had a little bit of that, yeah. But I would like to be full on negative recruiting. Do you think this will take away a little bit of the dirty recruiting if they're going to let no. athletes profit? No, or do you think it's still going to be the same? Still be the same. You know, the, the guys will make some money that they deserve, but th- at the end of the day, because here's the thing: like this is money for. The athletes on campus. The dirty recruiting is recruiting. It's guys who aren't on campus yet. So that's not going to change. It never will. And people are going to be like, oh, now certain schools are going to, like what? Like Could, Alabama, Ohio State, and I'm interested to see how this works out because, like, if you have this five star that everyone is wanting, what would stop you from saying, hey, our local car dealership is going to give you $100,000? Because everybody's $1, local car dealership will do it. it like, but what I'm saying is, Nick Saban our, our works local, for our local car dealership is going to give you more than Alabama's local car dealership. What's stopping them now from not saying my booster is just going to give you more That's than true. Alabama's booster? That's true. There's it's no difference. Don't don't buy into this idea that somehow certain schools are going to be. If anything, it might help because there might be some desperate Mississippi State fan who's just like, I'll give that kid five hundred thousand dollars, you know, to be a sponsor for my, you know, whereas Alabama is like, okay, I can go get another, I can go get three kids for that price. So now is the dirty recruiting just above board? It, it basically, which is fine by <laughs> me. It's happening anyway. So. All right. Thanks, guys, for another great great round of questions. Uh, also, don't forget, if you're, you're listening here on whatever app, coming up right after this will be my interview with Coach Vic Schaefer. Got to talk, sit down with the Bulldogs head man for a few minutes, and he had a lot to say about this upcoming season and about what his program has become. Uh, so check that out here on wherever you're getting podcasts from. Or of course, it'll be available at supertalk.fm. Tomorrow's show, Joel and I will be back. We'll start looking ahead to Arkansas. Got to get an interview set up for that, but I will do it. And uh, we'll start looking at the Hogs a little more in depth. Until tomorrow, for Joel T. Coleman, Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.